And now it's time for Dear Digital Soup, a chance for you, the listener, to ask your question to the Digital Soup podcast. Jason, Adam, and usually Dave will do their best to answer your question, technical or non-technical. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong, and sometimes they say the dumbest thing you could possibly imagine. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode of Dear Digital Soup. All right, everybody, welcome back to Digital Soup, the only podcast still rocking PCs with 486DX2s, man. These are running at a staggering 60 megahertz. Whoa! 2800 bowed modem. What? You upgraded? I still got the 14.4. Well, sometimes you got to go 28.8. Dang. Speaking of that, man, did you ever shotgun the 56.6s? Shotgun it? Like, drink yeah, it? they had, I think it was Diamond. You could get two 56K modems. You had to have two different phone lines, of course, but you could shotgun it, and that, that was their terminology on their box and everything. Oh, no. I and it would combine that. it to 128K. <laughs> That's crazy. Although I do remember in the movie Hackers where they're really impressed with the laptop and they're like, I'm 28.8 kbps modem. <laughs> now, uh, Adam. I believe you were in the modem world, right? I don't think Dave was. Yeah, I had a modem. Oh, I had a modem. Oh, you did? I thought you started out in broadband. Nope. <laughs> but I remember upgrading over all the generations. I started in 14.4. I didn't start earlier. I think there was an earlier one. But 14.4, and then you know when 28.8 came out, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Yep. And then, of course, I had to upgrade to 56K. But hey, little uh, side note here for... You know, all the geeks out there, remember there were two competing standards for the 56K? I can't remember what the two were, but the, there was two different standards going, and they were battling back and forth saying, well, we're faster than the other. Now, that's common nowadays, but that wasn't that common back then. It was uh, actually pretty cool. Heck yeah. You know what I'm talking about? That's like standards like, uh, I'm trying to think of some more modern things where two different companies were vying to have theirs be the successful one. Yeah, I, there was... Was it X2? HD. Uh, I'm not thinking about... I mean, that is an example, too, but it was more like a... That's a good example, actually. A hardware. uh, More of a hardware. I'm not uh, talking about... Betamax versus VHS. I'm not talking about that either. It was computers. Why can't I think Pepsi versus Coke. Oh, Oh, yeah. AMD versus Intel. Yep. And Cyrix, remember? Mm. Cyrix was kind of short-lived, but... I remember you had one. I didn't have one, but... Oh, uh, one of your roommates had one. Yep, you remember Tim. Uh, Tim? Yep, yeah. <laughs> he had a serious processor. And oh my was, gosh, were those it was, slow. <laughs> it was really slow, I remember that. I, it, it was clocked at the same, you know, it's supposed to be comparable to Intel at the same frequency, but no, it wasn't. It was so slow. Geeky pop quiz, what two words does uh, modem stem from? Go, Dave, because I know. Oh, I, okay. I don't know. Modulate, demodulate. Mm. Boom. Yep. Woo-hoo. I guess I kind of, now that you say that, I guess it sounds familiar a little See, bit. See, and that's why it was always so funny. Once we went to broadband, they were still calling them modems. They still to, to this day. <laughs> and it's not modulating or demodulating nothing. Well, it's a complete digital signal. <laughs> well, what the modulate and demodulate did was it yeah, took that, that digital converts signal. from data to digital, yeah, yeah. Converted it to analog to go over the phone line. And then at the other yep. end, it would take that analog signal and convert it back to digital. But now broadband is strictly digital. So why do they still call it modems? <sighs> I don't know why, but I remember in school, there was a kid that was like trying to sound super smart. He's like, well, it's Who not really me? a modem. It's really a modulator, demodulator. <laughs> like, oh, okay. It's Nerd a modem, alert. dude. 
it's not really Wi-Fi. It's it's wireless fidelity. <laughs> uh, the voice that he was doing uh, sounded like that commercial we did over at Detong Sports. <laughs> you know, when I do my annoying nerd voice, the person I envision that I channel is that stupid nerd kid on the that Polar Express train that's like, you know what kind of train this is? And just like, shut up. <laughs> I mean, on top of that movie not being that great anyway. It's got that very creepy, uncanny valley. Problem. Yeah. It's like yeah. they're not quite people. Yeah. But they all kind of look like Tom Hanks. <laughs> anyway. I better not talk <laughs> about movies because I, I know by Don't the time get people started. Are, yeah, by the time people are hearing this, they'll have been a re- another episode in between our Snyder rant and, <laughs> and this okay. one. But Polar Express didn't have any editors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's just tell our listeners exactly what we're doing here. Uh, this is going to be our—I wanted to say third annual, but we haven't done this annually. But this is like our third incarnation of. Dear Digital Soup, where we answer questions from listeners or just random people on the internet. Uh, Dave was posting on our Discord channel to get some questions. I was posting on Reddit and some other Discord channels. So we did get a, a, a nice little assortment of questions here that cover a bunch of different things. There was several questions about, and, and they're doing it just because they want Dave to start yelling, but about, you know, Zack Snyder's <laughs> Justice League. But I don't think I'm going to ask any of those because we don't need to get Dave going right now. We're just going to ask all the other questions. I say save them for the end. Ask Release them the then. sepia cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, save them for the end. Ask them then. And uh, I can address them without ranting. And if if uh, it's something that I feel we covered in the episode. I don't think I we're going to have that much time. I will just tell them, go listen to the Snyder Cut episode. Well, before we get started here with the first question, uh, hey, what have you guys been up to this week? Oh, man. So many things. Uh, Let's see. Well, name some. Um, I went and got a tattoo yesterday. Are you serious? Yeah, I did. You really did. Did you get my name? Yep, but they spelled it wrong. Please write above your butt crack. It's J-S-O-N. And the O is his butthole. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So wait a second. So he got the N on his taint? <laughs> no, on one cheek. Oh. J-A-S on one cheek, O in the middle, and the N on the other cheek. <laughs> that would be hilarious. You should do it. I'll give you five bucks. Uh, I want somebody to draw that out. And stuff, but... <laughs> so no, what did you get your tattoo of? Uh, it's it's of some trees and the, the sun in the background. It's kind of symbolic family stuff. So. Are they happy little trees? The happy little trees. Yeah. <laughs> Was this your first? Yep, first one ever. Wow. Waited to waited to be this age to get one. So. Well, I'm 50 next month. I don't have any. I really don't see myself getting any at this age. Now is the best time because they'll still look pristine when you're 90. Mm. <laughs> it's not going to stretch as much, right? <laughs> <laughs> it could very well. I don't know. All right. Well, besides the tattoo, besides well, getting yourself inked well, up, wait, wait, well, wait. Now, I, I just, I one more question. If it's not too private or personal, where did you get it? Forum, uh, the penile forum? region. Okay. Oh, forum. Okay. <laughs> forum. <laughs> Peeing. <laughs> He's like, man, I can take it. Let's do it. <laughs> That's what she said. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh man! So tattoo. So what made you do that at this age? I mean, <laughs> like he's ninety or something. Well, no, but this is something you do in your teens or twenties, maybe thirties. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this guy's in his forties. Hey, you know what? I thought it was cool. <laughs> I agree. That's cool. 
I so yeah, my my wife has a tattoo, and I always thought you know it'd be kind of cool to to get something cool, and mm-hmm. so I figured why not. My wife's got I think seven or eight, and she's always telling me that I should get get one or two. But I, I've got a couple ideas of of what I want to do, but man, I just I've never gotten around to it. Well, that's kind of my thing is so I've never had a nice sports car and any of this stuff. I'm already forty. I never got a tattoo. It's like what. Do some. I want to do some stuff. This is yeah. one of the things I wanted to do for a while. Hmm. How did it feel? How did uh, I've uh, never had one, so I don't know about the pain. How does it you know the, feel? the tattoo artist? The, she described it as kind of a cross between a cat scratch and a continual beast thing, and that was perfectly precise. Hmm. So it's not fun, but also tolerable. If that black makes and sense. white color, black with uh, a little bit of gray. I suppose, yeah, not black and white. That's a dumb thing to say. They don't. No, some people. I think you can do white. Yeah, they can. And be it weird. Usually, but... it usually doesn't look that great. Uh, it looks kind of depending yeah, on what it is, but it, and it's not like a super complex design, you know, or right. anything. It's almost like a silhouette style tattoo. Gotcha. So hmm. nice. And I didn't want colors and stuff, but well, uh, listeners, uh, Adam will have a picture up on our uh, website soon. Nah, uh, doubt this it. Tattoo. Yes. <laughs> why not? Uh, maybe later. Yeah. Well, I didn't mean stop the show and let's go do it. Well, I've got, it needs to heal for a while, too. I mean, it looks he's like gonna, crap right now. <laughs> he's going to put up a picture of it. And it'll be him in a Speedo, and in the tattoo, you'll be barely able to see it, like a full-body <laughs> yeah. picture. Of it's a half-inch a by half-inch tattoo. <laughs> yeah. And you can just, you, <laughs> if you squint, you can kind of see it over there. Yeah. So where'd you get it, Adam? I got it inside my belly button. You want to see it? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, where to get it? Lower back. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, what'd you do this week? It says Intel inside. <laughs> Not <a laughs> Intel inside. <laughs> Not a whole lot, really. The weather has been kind of up and down, schizophrenic, like it normally is this time of year. So, it's been you know kind of try and work on a little bit of stuff outside, get out in the woods, and then at the same time just pouring rain and then snow and back and forth. So it's been not a lot going on. Someone backed into my wife's car, so we've got a. Oh. Uh, it goes in the shop this coming week, and that'll get fixed. But just you know, another insurance deductible. Where did it happen at? At work? No, it was at. Uh, she was down shopping in in Duluth. Uh, did you uh, ask uh, the business then to see their uh, footage? It was in a big parking lot. Those that are around, you know, that where Best Buy is the the uh, Burning Tree Plaza shopping center. And so there's a. Ton oh, you of mean worse by? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it, over in that Trident area. Trident video card for you. <laughs> yeah. So she had to go through calling the the police department down there and filing a report, and they said, "Well, you know, there's nothing we can really do." She said, "I know the insurance just needs the thing," and so insurance took care of it, but we still got hit with you know the deductible, of course. So that's always fun. But other than that, not a whole lot going on. Our little pup turned a year old. Oh, I didn't know he so, had another child. Mm. No, we had uh, our, our, <laughs> our, our little, little pup. Our puppy we got last year. We haven't had him quite a year yet, um, but he was he hit his official one year birthday here recently. So that was kind of fun. But mm. so what did you do? Did you have a cake? No, I got yelled at by coworkers really because we didn't do any kind of. Uh, of a special dog birthday yeah, a, a pep, a, yeah apparently it's a thing to do like dog birthdays with dog ice cream and... uh maybe for millennials or gen zers but not for humans <laughs> yeah for me i, I say, well, you didn't <laughs> oh my do gosh it. They're, like, <laughs> they're not humans <laughs> oh no they're not 
they, they were Jason like, what? at digitalsouppodcast.com. <laughs> they said, you didn't do anything? I said, well, we went to a park that evening, you know, ran around and played. That was about it. Oh, yeah, your first birthday, you let him exercise. Oh, great. And it's like, well, he no, was happy. Oh, my goodness. That's he ridiculous. Was happy. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a dog. Do people it's have to be cool. so stupid sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, let's. it's fun talking about pet birthdays and everything, but what do you say we get to some questions from our listeners? Let's do it. All right. Our first question is via email. It's from Jesse. And the question is, does there come a point when frame rate for games just exceeds the human eye's ability to notice it? Hmm. Let's start with Adam. <laughs> How the hell should I know? <laughs> well, I figured you would no, know I, this. I, th- there has to be. At some point, you're not going to see a difference. I mean, they, television is what, 12 no. frames per second or 20 it's like no, 20 it's or not 30. high yeah tv frame rate uh it's somewhere it around, is, there, around the 30 hmm. yeah what the heck is the standard frame weight frame weight ntsc is what you're looking for ntsc pat oh it's 60 hertz for ntsc and it's 50 hertz for uh Okay. Um, yeah, but that's not that's so it's, not. It's about twenty four frames per second. I'm gonna say that's not necessarily frame rate because when you think of most films, that's that's gonna be filmed and, and shot in twenty four frames a second. Um, slow motion stuff could be one hundred and twenty to a little bit higher. Yeah. Televisions typically like I thought I was 30. lower than that, but I mean, what I see in gaming is that you you have. Um, You'll see it's it's going to look smoother the higher the frame rate, but at some point your frame rate is going to surpass your refresh rate of your monitor, right, Jason? Right. Yeah. So, it only goes up to 120. I think is isn't that the fastest, or is it 140? Is the fastest monitor um, refresh rate right now? Fastest monitor refresh rate. You know, I had these questions. We should have looked this up. I guess. <laughs> No, yeah, but that's a we good like, question. Well, some of the newer ones have 360 hertz refresh oh, rates. Oh, wow. I thought like 144 was the highest. Okay. So, but at, at some point, I mean, you already, you know, I'm looking at the TV things look smooth to me. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing I've Go always ahead. heard, and you can look this up here, Adam, because you you got the fast fingers. Um, I believe the human eye is only capable of seeing about 30 frames per second. I believe that is what I've heard. I've heard that my entire life. It might be wrong. But 60, even though the eye cannot see all 60 frames per second, it does see a smoother, you know, a smoother movement in whatever is displayed on the screen Mm -hmm. because it is at a faster frame rate than what the human eye can see. Some research Hmm. suggests that the human eye may be able to detect higher levels of what's called flicker rate than previously thought. In the past, experts maintained people's maximum ability to detect flicker ranged between 50 and 90 hertz. Um, so how many can it actually see? According to a 2014 study at Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, they found the brain can process an image that your eye sees for only 13 milliseconds, which is a very rapid processing speed. So 13 uh, milliseconds translates into about 75 frames per second. Hmm. I always heard 30. That's so weird. That's only if you're... You know, maybe it's because I'm old and back Maybe you had one eye shut and it takes both eyes to get the full refresh rate. <laughs> Oh, I feel sorry so for somebody that lost the, the answer is about 75. So when you're gaming and you're hitting 60 frames per second, pretty awesome. Yeah, 60 you, frames to me. And you, you guys know this from playing like GTA or Red Dead Redemption. If if you're only getting like 24 frames per second, which is what you see television as, mm-hmm. uh, 
looks it, choppy-ish. It is super choppy, but you, if you can hit that 60 frames per second, it just seems like everything is so butterly, butterly, butterly smooth. Try all new butterlies. Butterly. That's that's Utterly. that's one of the new check marks on like new hardware. You know, it's like a fast refresh rates. Uh, you know, sixteen gigs of RAM. Butterly. Mm -hmm. Butterly okay. is actually a software company, apparently. Oh, <laughs> look at Mister Google here. This guy's going crazy. It sounds like an old timey old uh, man candy. And it's, and it's also a construction uh, materials company hmm. in uh, Oklahoma. So anyway. <laughs> Shout out to Butterly in Oklahoma. Thanks for listening. <laughs> so, Jesse, I think we kind of answered it here. There probably is a point to where your eye's not going to see it. Mm -hmm. It might look smoother as it keeps going, but there's got to be a point. Like uh, something that's at, what would you say, 300-something hertz? 360 hertz on some of the advanced, like, 4K, 8K stuff. And what is what is that equal to in frames? Uh, Well... I have no idea. Oh, okay. So, but anyway, it's probably over 100 frames per second, right? Easily if it's 300 hertz. Here's a here's yeah. a real question for you because I don't know. Okay. Do you think that if you get to these real crazy high frame rates, even if your eyes can't necessarily perceive it, do you think it could start to push in the opposite direction where it stops being pleasingly butterly, let's just say, mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. goes into a this Grainy just butter. yeah it doesn't yeah it's, something's not quite right where it's a little for some reason because it's almost too fast. Well, you know that they I think it was it the Hobbit the movie that came out they had a different frame rate mm -hmm. originally and it it was just kind of weird for people that are used to seeing a certain kind of movie frame rate. Right. But I mean your eye when you see actual real motion like a car driving by or something it's you know. There's no frame rate there. The, the the frames are just individual frames per second, right? So it's mm -hmm. it's just going to be closer to more to real life. So that 360 hertz by Nvidia's G-Sync hmm. that can go up to 360 frames per second. And they cap it off there, yeah. which is unnecessary. Yeah. The <laughs> now something for Dave since he's not in the world of video game refresh rates, etc. And I'm just I'm not being facetious here, Dave. I because you just asked that good question about about it here so a lot of times if your frame rate is exceeding the refresh rate of your monitor you're going to get image tearing that's what i was wondering yeah which is not good so that's when you have to turn on the v-sync and i actually i think my monitor still only does 60 uh, hertz or 60 yeah 60 hertz so i do lock my frame rate uh if i'm getting like 80 frames per second because i got that new video card and the new processor stuff some of my games we're literally getting at 1080p because I don't have a uh, anything over a 1080p monitor. I was getting, what was it, about 90-something, between 80 and 90-something on GTA at 1080p. Mm -hmm. So I actually, because I didn't necessarily see tearing, but it, it, it didn't look as smooth as if it when I locked it to 60. When I locked it to 60 frames per second for my 60 uh, uh, hertz refresh rate monitor, it looked much better. So, yeah, you, you'd get tearing if you don't lock it down, mm -hmm. if, if that answers your question. And if I did it correct, you know, if I spoke well enough so you could understand. Yeah, it makes sense. Just so you're in case you were wondering, The Hobbit was filmed at 48 frames a second instead of the standard 24. That's yeah. weird. So it looked weird to people. It was just too smooth, maybe. Which, I mean, and that that comes down to our expectations of when we see a movie, what it's supposed to look like. 
which is why like my brain is offended when I see that soap opera effect on a TV where it's trying oh. to auto, auto smooth it. I'm like, no. Yep, you Don't. have to you have to turn that stuff off. I remember when I first Terrible. moved over to 4K televisions and that's exactly how I described it. And I looked it up online and I saw a whole bunch of people talking about it. But Dave, you don't have 4K yet, do you? No. Okay. So with the 4K monitor, if you're watching like standard, like the, the show specifically was Supernatural. I have all the seasons of Supernatural. And I started watching an episode and I was so upset because it looked like uh, Adam just said, it looked like a soap opera. And you know how mm-hmm. soap operas are recorded and, yep. and just kind of the way they look. It no longer looked like it was a highly produced movie TV show. It mm-hmm. now looked like something that was just filmed, you know, well, the way a soap opera is. Part and of the it, reason for that is is standard television programming. I had to look it up to just double check the numbers. It's 29.97 frames a second. So yeah. 30 frames a second. So it's it's a little bit more than what you're seeing cinematically traditionally. So it, it does give a different feel. I also think it whoever's perceiving, you know, if your eyes are different from my eyes. Our brains are processing these images, right? And so different physiologies and stuff, people's different, I mean, different brains, you're going to have a different right. experience looking at. Maybe some people can tell a huge difference between 120 frames per second and 60. Possibly. You know, and I could never see the sail ship. The what? The sail slip. The sail ship. The sail ship. Sail ship. Am I saying that right? I, I don't know. The sail ship. What are you ship. talking about? Sailboat? Like sailing the ship? sailboats. There we go. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that sail ship over there. <laughs> A sail ship. Huh? The sailboat. Now you get I'm it. I'm going to be sail ship racing this weekend. In the Remember Honda. Ball Rats? The, the paint? Oh, the sailboat. The sailboat. It's not a schooner. It's a sailboat. <laughs> You no, the sales ship. All right, this episode <laughs> it can't be called Dear Digital Soup Three. It has to be called Sales Ship. Yep. <laughs> I'm just joking. Sales ship. All right. Well, let's go on to the next question since we kind of ran that one into the yep. ground. Yeah, we did. All right. So like the a next- sales ship. <laughs> so the next one is uh, I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly. Uh, right. It's Kokato Beer Nerd. Kokato. Kokato. It's a Kokato. town in Minnesota. Okay, Kokato Beer Nerd uh, mm-hmm. via the internet. What are the pros and cons of solid state memory? Memory? Solid it, it, solid state memory. So I'm assuming he's referring to like solid state, solid drives. state hard drive. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. I oh. wouldn't think he's talking about flash memory, but uh, like hard drives. Yeah, like a solid state drive versus a, a regular hard disk drive. Yeah, like a spindle. So I tell you what, you can even you can revive an old computer by putting a solid state drive in there. Like mm-hmm. nobody's business. It'll it'll astound you the difference it makes. And that's because the traditional hard drive has a bunch of platters that are spinning. And it takes time for the little head that's inside the hard drive to move back and forth and find the different um, locations on the spinning disk to read and write data off of it. That's why we had to have the old defrag programs and everything. I love and so, those. Yeah, <laughs> defrag was awesome. You could watch it. I started before bed. It's still going in the morning. <laughs> yep. But, you know, a lot of the cheaper hard drives that you get in like a like a budget system or anything, something like that, you'd have like 5,400 RPM. Your next step up would be 7,200 RPM. So how fast the disk is spinning inside, which generally indicated how fast you're able to read and write data off of it. Servers, a lot of times they'd use, you know, 10,000 RPM or higher SCSI drives and things like that. Solid state is memory based. So you don't have to worry about any moving parts. There's no sound to them. 
and your read and write times are way faster because there's no latency in between trying to read a sector of memory off the thing. So the the, the big difference, of course, obviously, in, they're built completely different. There's probably a certain number of reads and writes you can do to a section of memory in a solid state drive. So its life could be impacted by how, how much you use it. But it is way, way, way faster in general than a, a disk drive, a, like a hard disk drive. But there are different types of them. So if you're going to be buying a solid state drive, make sure you read the reviews. And a lot of times the ultra cheapest one might, it might work good. But for an extra 10 bucks, you could get something way better. You know, um, I don't remember off the top of my head what the differences are between some of the interfaces and models, but, you know, some are faster than others. And generally I go with a, a more reliable brand like PNY, Samsung, Crucial. I mean, a lot of, there's a ton of SSDs out there and they're get, they've been relatively cheap recently. So sorry, I talked like more than Dave did. Go. <laughs> Well, I don't know if Dave has much to say about this. Uh, he <laughs> no, is still no, he's, he's still using Laserdisc to watch movies. I mean, this guy is so far behind the time. No, I'm, I'm just kidding, Dave. I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, uh, just to dumb it down a little bit, because I know not all of our listeners, even though it's a geek podcast, uh, they don't know the ins and outs of the computers. They just buy computers and use them because they enjoy them, but they don't delve deep into it. Uh, so as Adam was describing that to you, the, the easiest thing for somebody who hasn't seen the inner workings of a HDD is think of it like a needle on a record player. Mm -hmm. That is how it reads and writes on each of the platters. Each platter has its own read-write head. You got to figure that, you know, the size of the disc, not the physical disc, but the capacity, I should say, as capacity increases, of course, the number of platters increases, but also the density on each platter increases as technology progressed, and that read and write head would have to cover a lot of ground, a lot of different sectors uh, on the platters, where when you move to the solid-state drive, there's no read-write head. It reads it almost instantaneously, and I wish I had these. Um, I just built a new system, and I actually have um, a 4-terabyte hard drive, a spindle hard drive as my data hard drive. I have two SATA which is running on SATA 3 solid-state drives, and then I have one of the NVMe M.2 ones. And I can't remember the exact numbers on them, but I did post them in our Discord channel uh, if anybody wanted to go back and look and read them. But I believe the, the SATA ones were about three times faster than the spindle hard drive. Three, yeah, around three times, I believe. And then the NVMe was about four times faster, and I don't even have a super high-end one. The super high-end ones are even faster, but it was about four times faster than the SSD, which that mm, makes it about, what, incredible. seven to eight times faster than a spindle drive. So it is it is so much faster. Um, if you it's ever well used a, a HDD, and you even if you hit like the Windows... Uh, button and you'll notice that there's a little bit of lag before that your windows bar why, why can't i think of words right now your start button your start you hit the start button and the start menu pops uh, up thank you adam yeah. I, on the spindle hard drive you'll notice a little bit of hesitation there mm -hmm. because it, that's a dynamic the start button is dynamic it it looks at you know the different programs that you've used recently anything you might have installed and it kind of looks at that every time it opens up so on a spindle drive there's a little bit of hesitation 
uh, got better on SATA, but I got to tell you, my NVMe, it almost pops up before I even can hit the button. That's the way it feels. Of course, that's impossible, but that's the way it feels. That's how fast it is. So just in everyday use, uh, a solid straight drive, uh, Kokato Beer Nerd is going to suit you so much better than a spindle hard drive. I don't see any cons, really, because I've yeah, been using SSDs for about a decade. I've never exceeded the read-write. I've never had one of my drives all of a sudden pop up and say, I can no longer write to this disc. Yeah. And that's uh, uh, the theory that it's not infinite. You will use it up, but I've never found yeah. it. And they take less power, this and that. They're just better. I have a small computer uh, upstairs in my house that my wife uses with her Cricut, and the hard drive died on it. And it used to take, I don't know, 25 to 35 seconds to boot up just to get to the login screen for Windows 10. And then you'd log in, and then you'd have to wait. Because, and you, everyone's experienced this. Mm-hmm. Your computer's up, but you've got to wait for everything to finish loading into Windows before you can got really that hourglass it. action going. It now boots in seven to eight seconds, and all the programs are instantly usable because it's an SSD drive. That's how much of a difference it makes. It's like it takes all the lag and slowness out of it, and it it's like adding a couple years to the, of life to the computer, in my opinion. So anyway, I think we. I, th- that I think we've taken care of that. Just that, do it. That question is done. <laughs> you want an SSD. Yes. Next question uh, is from MW underscore Matt Boy, which is Midwest Matt Boy. His question, what game do you just dominate at and it makes you feel good to always go back in? Oh, man. I, honestly, at this stage, none. <laughs> <laughs> Can you I dominate mean- <laughs> Minecraft? <laughs> It used to be things like Madden football, uh, NFL blitz, stuff like that. But no, no it used to be. I was. I, I used was, to. That own was my jam. You. you are on crack. I used to be real good at those types of games, but now not mm-hmm. so much. Like I, playing head to head against friends, I'm still you know decent, but that never happens much anymore. So I I don't Gosh. know right now. I've been playing PUBG for the last couple of years on the Xbox. I am still one of the worst players of all time. <laughs> like continual deaths, low KD ratio, just just horrific. But I can't stop playing it. I just love playing it. So you're a glutton for punishment is what you're saying. Kind of. Because the, the few rare times that I actually kill somebody or, or win, it's like euphoric. <laughs> it's so rare to win. Whoa. Okay, but the question isn't about what you're really bad at. The question is what you dominate at, and it makes you feel good to go back to. Nothing. Next Nothing? question. Are you serious? Games I dominate at? Um, yes. Gosh. Okay, think of a game that you used to dominate. I was pretty good at Punch-Out. Punch-Out? Okay. <laughs> yeah, except for I could never beat Tyson. I have one, and I played this with both of you guys like mad. We played it like crazy all the time. I have to say Mario Kart 64. Oh, yeah, that was great. That game, game was so fun. We got so good at it. Uh, all of us were really good at it, and... It just mm-hmm. it was so much fun battling each other. I, I remember Wario Stadium because one of the things we used to always do is try to do, uh, you know, one of the lightning bolts. So we would watch what their other screens is when they got close to that jump. <laughs> we would do the lightning bolt so they just like spin off and they lose a half a lap. I love doing that. Remember we banned that? <laughs> oh, we should have. No, yeah. we did. Uh, well, at least with some of us, we did ban it. You weren't able to use it. But going back now, I, you know, I've played Mario Kart 64, you know, against the computer, of course, because I don't have anybody to play with. I have no friends. 
locally that I could play with. I could play with my kids, but they, they're more into, um, uh, not PUBG, but the other one, Fortnite and Minecraft. That's, mm-hmm. that's all they really play. But I've, I've played against a computer and I, I don't even play on the, the easy set and I play in the medium and I'm still winning every time because I'm so good at it. Oh, it makes yeah. me feel good. So what if, what if you look at this from a little different direction and take just the second part of his as far as maybe take the dominate part out and say, what game just makes you feel good to go back to whenever you play it? Hmm. Does that change it for you? Yeah, because then it's just a game that's fun to play that you enjoy going back to. Skyrim. Yeah. I oh, love really? playing some Skyrim. It's awesome. I could never. I mean, I, I played up to the, the, the very first dragon. <laughs> that's that, it? Yes, several oh, times, man. but I just, it, it never captured me. Skyrim never captured my, me like Morrowind did. Like on my PS3, I had it, and I I played it like you know just like the first opening scene, and then I put it down for you know a year. Then I played it again, just like oh I got this, and I became like addicted to it. Where I was thinking about it at work, like oh what am I gonna do next? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and it was awesome because you can just keep going and going, and there's. You know, I I don't know. I probably what did I put in a hundred hours on the PS3, and then I I did another like seventy on my PC when I got the PC because it loads everything way faster. I actually I think I played it last month, <laughs> but yeah, the, the, it's the open world, the sound, the everything is just awesome in Skyrim. It, there's a reason it's such a popular game. I gotta say for me, and then we'll let Dave since he asked the question, he can go last. <laughs> the game for me, and it's it's so weird. But every time I load up Super Mario 3, oh, I just I have so much fun awesome. with that game. It, it's good. It, I would almost consider it out of all the Marios to be the best Mario. And that's, that's even with Odyssey and you know all the th- I, I like the 2D side scrollers better than the 3D ones. Mm-hmm. I do really like new Super Mario Brothers a lot. The, you know, the first I like Super out, Mario World on the SNES when that came out. Yeah, that was good too. A lot. There was just something about Super Mario Three. I don't know what it is. It's, it's just it's so fun to go back and maybe because it was, it's nostalgia. It it's a lot of nostalgia going back and you well, remember. They added the you know the leaf that you could get for the ta- you know get the tail and mm-hmm. you could fly and it was just and they added the phenomenal. overworld that you would go you know you could choose your own adventure uh, as you want to yep. say you could take this branch or that branch which was a lot of fun. They took all the awesome things, you know, the original Super Mario Brothers, and I'm not talking about Mario Brothers. That doesn't count. The original oh, Super Mario too, Brothers. Um, they, they took all the stuff that was awesome about that game, which was pretty much everything, and they just made it better. Yep. And it was, I mean, you had Yoshi, you had all this just new cool stuff. It was just a great game. Good good choice. Yep. Uh, thank I'm going to go with Burger and Time. About- <laughs> Burger Time. I'm still waiting for the movie. All right. How about yeah, you, Dave? Burger Time, the movie. All right. I'm I'm stuck because I, I agree with I, I didn't get into Skyrim too much, but Witcher Three is kind of like that. Even though I've never mm-hmm. completed it, but I've I've started and restarted it many times. Mario Brothers Three is great. Uh, I I'm gonna stay say though an old school. I'm gonna stick with just the the Tech Mobile goodness because that's one I, I love to just throw it on and and just revisit the it like you said a lot of nostalgia but revisiting those old days mm. i'm a sports guy though so yeah i played some tech mobile not too uh, long ago probably within the last three months maybe and i was just testing out like one of the retro systems i have i enjoy it i think it's done well i just hate that when i am 30 to 40 yards ahead of everybody 
you know, when I, I, my receivers like 30 to 40 yards ahead of the defense, how they can just tear up to you so fast and tackle you. You're 30 to 40 yards ahead of the defense. You're in the end zone. You are not the next five yards tackled. I, that's that. I mean, I understand that. Mm, that's, that's true. That's just the way the game was programmed. But I, in Madden, if you're that far ahead, if you're even mm-hmm. seven, eight I, yards ahead, yeah. you you have a touchdown. They're yeah, not. I, gonna... I do still love jumping into some Madden though, playing football. But I, I go in mm-hmm. in spurts with that. Like I'll, I'll get on a on a Madden football kick and play maybe a month or so, and then just play as much as I can and just have a ton of fun. And then I won't touch it for another year. So, well, let's uh, let's keep going because we've only done three questions. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been going a little while here. So the next one here, uh, oh, man. Uh, this is a total Dave question here, but this is from uh, Minor Murder uh, via the Internet. In Star Trek Discovery, the spore drive is positioned as destroying the very fabric of space every time it's used. And then it's just transportation as usual. Was this resolved? Am I forgetting something? So, Dave, why don't you go ahead and start us out here? Um, no, was not resolved. Okay. So they're just ignoring, uh, all the issues they had with it when they first started with it. And yeah, then they're just, you know, poo pooing it and then it's just business as usual. Well, every time they do it, it, it basically rips apart the whole fabric of space and then resets everything and no one knows any better. So they're just rolling with it. It, it had fungi involved. So that was, <laughs> I, I have no clue. Cause I, I don't even know what words you're saying right now. It's plural for fungus. Yes. It was a very interesting premise. Uh, yeah. Um, do, do you have an answer for this, Adam? Well, naturally. I mean, if it comes to quantum entanglement, no, I don't have an answer. I don't know. This is one of those just plot devices they use that's like, this is how this works now. Mm-hmm. Go. Boom. Spore drive. Yeah. Well, let Who me- uses a drive made out of spores? Okay, so I just want to explain it to Dave a little bit here. So basically the way it's, as he said, it's a drive made out of spores, but the spores are interconnected throughout all of the universe. And there's this one being, uh, if you want to call it that, it's, it's, a, it's a four-legged creature, almost like, a, like an alien-type huge worm dog. I don't know what you describe it as. But it had the ability to travel along these spores throughout the universe. And Mm. they captured one and they had it, they used it uh, to actually instant it. It was a very cool effect, if if Adam remembers it. So you know what the Mm -hmm. Star Trek Enterprise looks like, Dave, right? You've seen pictures of it. I know you haven't watched it, but you know what the ship looks like. Yep. This is based a little bit on that, the saucer design, et cetera, with the two. I don't even know what you call, I mean, the, the propulsion engines on the sides, you know, like wings out. But what it would do is whenever they activated the spore drive, the entire ship would start to rotate super fast and then disappear from view. I mean, it would almost be like, think of like how Ant-Man would go into the micro universe or whatever that's called. What was that called again? Oh my gosh. The quantum universe. The quantum, yeah. Wow. It would just like disappear because it would... The, the ship would actually jump from like spore to spore instantaneously throughout the entire universe. It was a weird premise. It was kind of hard to understand. So uh, Mina Murder is asking a very difficult question. The, the creature died, by the way, Dave. They used this 
spore drive so much that it killed the creature that was able to actually help the ship go. And then the engineer decided to take some of the DNA from the creature and inject it into himself. And now he's able to make the machine work, the spore drive work to hmm. go around, but it's like messing him up too. Well, you got to be careful with your overworking your worm dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really, I, I can't describe it any better. I mean, how would you describe yeah, it? Like you a big it. slug dog thing? It I looked like know. a big tardigrade. Is that a, you guys familiar with the tardigrade? Star, Star Wars? Yep. yep. No, I'm okay. familiar with it. That's no, tardigrade, it's also called a uh, water bear. And what's it from? Uh, water. Earth. Real life. Oh, it's real? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like the um, sea cow? So actually, I think they actually called it the tardigrade, didn't they? Yeah, in the, in the so. show? Yeah, I actually think they did. Yeah, this which is, is where, so a tardigrade. Hey, Adam, before you give the explanation, this is where we get to fully understand that Jason never actually listened to you and I when we did the show by ourselves because we talked about this one episode. Did we? Okay. Oh, yeah. You talked about the I spore drive? The tardigrade. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did talk about the tardigrade, the water bear. I think I remember, but I don't remember in the context. Mm. So a tardigrade is a, is a phylum of eight-legged segmented microanimal described by German zoologist Johann August Ephraim Goes in 1773, who called them little water bears. So there, <laughs> look up tardigrade, T-A-R-D-I-G-R-A-D-E. These things can survive like air deprivation, radiation, dehydration, starvation, it, they're like invincible creatures. They're incredible. And I mean, I wouldn't want to meet one that was the size of the one they saw in Star Trek. But <laughs> it's basically known as one of the most resilient animals of all time. So able to ex withstand extreme temperatures, pressures. They can live in outer space. I mean, they can, they can survive exposure to outer space. And they're short and plump and they look like a little water bear. <laughs> that, that's amazing that, uh, I mean, it describes exactly what they would be doing on this show. I'm looking it up now on Star Trek yeah. to see what it was called, if that's what it was called. But yeah, it's uh, that's what that was. <laughs> anyway, no need to stop the show completely to look it up, but um, yeah, I guess I don't really have an answer for that question, like a good a good scientific answer. You, you, are, you are correct. It, it, it's the tardigrade uh, nicknamed the Ripper in the show. I, I don't remember <laughs> the them Ripper. calling it Ripper, but that and this is what Here, it says. Here, little Ripper. <laughs> Yeah, so, probably yeah, one of them called a, it that. That was an extreme. Ripper the worm dog. <laughs> My brother might know the answer to that question, but I don't. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we answered it the best we could. So we'll just go from there. Uh, so the next question here is from Ross from the internet. And this is a Dave question, I believe, because Adam doesn't own this. Do you think The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild or Super Mario Odyssey was the better game? And I know Dave doesn't have Odyssey, so he can't even answer this. Just just based on what I've watched of Odyssey, I'm going to give it to Breath of the Wild. Just because, like you mentioned earlier, I, the the newer Mario's are they're okay, they're fun, they're not. I'm not. I don't hate on them, but I, I think Mario to me, I just have that soft spot for the 2D traditional Mario. Yep. You so know? do I. And because it's like of my that, Metroid too. Mm -hmm. Right, and because of that, I think that's why Zelda gets the win. And and even though obviously Breath of the Wild is way different than the original Legend of Zelda, 
Zelda has been in this style, this 3D style, for much longer than Mario has, I think. So nope, incorrect. Well, they probably came out at the same time. Now, that same I think system of it. came in. Uh, yeah, yeah, same system. N64 but, brought them both into the 3D world. But I think Zelda wasn't the 2D scroller, though. You know what I mean? And the second one kind of had that element, but yeah, there was know, to, yeah, the second one had a little bit, but more it was a top-down isometric, isometric. Right. Is that the right word? Yep. Isometric. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now I do too. own both of these games, and as Dave said, though they are drastically different styles. It, it's like comparing apples to oranges, a hundred percent. You cannot say which one is better. Now, if you were to say, okay, which one of these two? If you were stranded on a, a desert island and you could only have one game for the rest of your life, which one would you choose? Well, you'd have to go with Breath of the Wild. There's going to be way more gameplay, uh, way more side quests, way more other stuff that you can do than Super Mario Odyssey. Now, Odyssey is cool. You get to fling your hat at enemies. You get to throw your hat onto different characters and then control them. Mind control them, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, it's pretty cool. But overall, I mean, I own both of them, so I'm going to go with uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Adam, what do you think? Zelda for sure. Um, <laughs> considering I haven't played either, yes. Zelda. Yeah. Okay. No, and I'm just kidding. I don't know. No opinion. A, easy question. Uh, unlike this next one by Gary M via the internet, what is faster <laughs> than the speed of light? That's literally his question. <laughs> oh boy. So he wants. It, it, it's not a you know a, a, a person you traveling think? on the beam and then they turn a flashlight on. <laughs> So somebody riding the the on the light, and then they turn another light on, which well, will go faster than that one. Faster than light, gosh! And I do have the answer, uh, thankfully, because I would not have been able to guess this. So he did tell me the answer. Well, uh, what do you think it is? Isn't it basically empty space has no mass, so technically that moves faster than light. Well, is space moving or is it uh, static? Well, empty space contains no substances, no mass, no particles, where light is, and so it can expand faster than light. Well, you used a word that he used in his answer. Well, I I guess I I don't really actually know if if anything can for real. Because you start to, I remember from physics class, you start to approach infinite mass as you approach the speed of light. I mean, just as far as that's just black something holes. I remember off the top of my head. A black well, they're, not tra- they're not traveling at the speed of light. That's like massive gravity, right? Hmm. Hmm. I don't. I don't know. So the answer is uh, this is provided by Gary M. The Big Bang itself expanded much faster than the speed of light. Hmm. Okay. So, I mean, if you believe in that, if you believe in the Big Bang Theory, then... So, um, just just thinking of this, and I'm no, I'm no physicist or anything, but... What? <laughs> I have I know seen I the lo- walls of your house. You have fake diplomas. <laughs> Why are we getting these resume. physics questions? We're all dummies. <laughs> <laughs> when you guys interviewed me for this job, I lied. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I, I was thinking of it, though. I, I my, my little brain is... is kind of wondering if there is something to the darkness idea because without darkness there is no light what? you know you 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 have a dark room it's it's it'll be as dark as it is unless some light comes in there 
So the darkness will expand in the absence of light. Darkness is simply the absence of light, though, isn't it? Well, and light is yeah. actual particles and right photons and. But if if you have a light and it's shining through, let's say, a big beam through outer space, like a giant mag light, and there's darkness all around where that beam hits is going to be light. You shut that light off. When a star winks out, that blackness fills that void again. It's not like the particles leave light there permanently. So it's expanding back huh. into that space that the, the, the light's occupying when the, when the particles are moving through there at the speed of light. When light enters darkness, is it really moving darkness or is it just mask in the darkness so when the, the light disappears mm. the the darkness isn't now expanding back into place but is just now visible yeah i don't know well in order for i mean darkness doesn't expand right mm. you, you can't i mean it's not like the the map of the nazis that you always see in the world war ii movies it's just no light so the light's leaving it leaves dark behind. Well, I don't know. No uh, I mean, there was a song one time that did tell me that darkness falls across <laughs> the land. Darkness <laughs> falls across the land. <laughs> Hello, darkness, my old friend. I guess you're right, Dave. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I don't know. It just was an idea I was, I was working on. Does darkness exist? <laughs> Does darkness exist? <laughs> <laughs> the polar opposite of brightness, understood as the lack of illumination or an absence of visible light. It would have been hilarious okay. if it would just said, no, open your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> the band The Darkness believes in a thing called love. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, interesting. I, it would be great to have like a physicist on to answer some of these questions. Talk way over all of our heads. Yep. You know, like uh, we get Sheldon Cooper on the show. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> mm. huh. I, I mean, know? I was thinking oh, okay. maybe a real, a real physicist, uh, Michio Kaku. But he, he's the master of string theory. I want to hear some about some more about mm. string theory. I could wrangle my brother up. He's got a physics degree. There you go. No, that's a phys ed degree. You always get that wrong. Oh, he, yeah, he's a <laughs> yeah. high school uh, gym he, teacher. He majored in gym. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, that's a cool question, though. That's like thought provoking. It was, and it's it's <laughs> definitely a question uh, that is not for these dummies, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, you're like, what are you talking about, Jay? Anyways, uh, I'm gonna call this last question here the final one because I think there's gonna be a lot of discussion in this question. Uh, and Midwest Matt Boy has given us a second question. The question is, knowing what you know from any and all superheroes, and he breaks it down, Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, etc. So you can pick it from any of these. Whose power and therefore weaknesses would you would you choose? Sorry. I, I, I had to move the mouse to, so I could see what it was over whose there. Whose powers and weaknesses? Yes. So whose power and it's then like a mix and match? No. Uh, oh. The superhero that you choose... Uh, you're choosing his power, but you also, along with it, comes his weakness. So, oh. so who would you choose, knowing that? Yes, you have his power, but you also have his weakness, or she. I don't want to be, you know, gender biased here. Hmm, that's a really good question. What was the? Was it Abe? Is he the character Abe's Oddworld Odyssey? 
I think his superpower was uh, explosive farts. Mm. I, mean, I thought he was that's he what you'd tasted pick? really yummy. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't pick that. I'm I'm actually leaning towards either like uh, regeneration, you know, healing factor, like a Wolverine style, or mm, I don't know. There's a couple. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm trying to think which would be the coolest. Because I mean, teleportation would be cool, um, mm. invisibilities, you know, super strength, that kind of stuff. I, I think whatever I did, I'd want it to be something that wouldn't be necessarily noticeable. Well, let me tell you mine because yeah, go ahead. I think mine is the perfect one, and you guys are going to be like, "No, I want that one." But honestly, I think I would go with Spider Man. Uh, the reason being is he generally doesn't have. A weakness, unless it's for the ladies, if you know what we're talking about. But uh, <laughs> he doesn't necessarily have a weakness. And just like you said, Dave, it's not that noticeable. I mean, yes, you know, things might stick to his hands a little bit here and there, like in some of the uh, incarnations of it. But, uh, you know, on the outside, he looks like a normal person, but he does have this super strength. And, you know, depending on what incarnation it is, uh, he either has webs that come out of his hands or he just uses web packs, you know, whatever. But overall, mm -hmm. I think I'd like to have Spider-Man. You get this awesome sense. You could climb up buildings. You can swing through the city. You have great strength. Uh, and yeah, but, along with that but comes then you have great, great responsibility. responsibility. <laughs> ah, I don't want that. <laughs> what what about a character? <laughs> There's a character. He's kind of obscure, but I think his name was Mimic. Um. Basically, and Rogue kind of does this also from the X-Men. There's a couple other characters where they can basically take on other people's superpowers. So they can basically mimic other powers around, which I guess is only a cool power if mm. there are other powered people. You know. So what you're saying is from the Heroes universe, you'd like to be Siler. No, because he has to kill them and basically eat their brain. Yeah, he has to kill them. Yeah. Ugh. But I mean, this uh, the characters like Rogue from the X Men. Just by you know physical contact, she can essentially absorb that superpower. It happens many. Oh, hers is kind of clunky because she ends up draining and killing him, possibly. But okay. Uh, but you know, as as far as how hers works, but there are other ones that allow it just to just to mimic. Easy for me. This is Superman because yeah. where are you going to find some kryptonite? Well, Honestly, he, he's probably find asked a lot. himself that his whole life. <laughs> <laughs> you could fly. <laughs> You're basically invincible. I mean, he's kind of got it all. Just don't get that kryptonite or the red kryptonite. Look out. I don't, Mr. Fantastic, Otherwise, though, would be kind of cool. Or like um, uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. I, I would want the ability to fly because I just think that would be cool. It We've all dreamt be. about being able to fly, and it's amazing. And then you wouldn't have to have plane tickets anymore. What about a power like uh, Benjamin Kilgrave has, where he can make... Kilgrave? Yeah, Jessica Jones' enemy, where he can make... Is that his name? Yeah. Well, his name is Kilgrave, yeah. Okay. And I just looked <laughs> him up, and his first name is Benjamin. Hmm. I guess I didn't realize that. Benjamin Button. <laughs> oh, do you <laughs> want that superhero? Uh, <laughs> when be... I grow up, I want to be a baby. <laughs> no, but Kilgrave, uh, I don't know if Adam watched. Did you watch Jessica Jones? 
No. So uh, he has this ability mind to control. control people. Mind control can control him. Did he mm. have a weakness, Dave? Do you remember from the show? Mm. I don't know that he did, really. Pork rinds. I mean, he was just human, so you could still right. shoot him and stuff. I guess yeah, that's... So weakness is everything. Yeah, is yeah, what yeah. is a normal weakness. <laughs> but if you... Susceptible to slippery floors. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think I'm going to go with Spider-Man for sure. Um, I don't, that's cool. Dave, did you pick one? Uh, Adam Superman, what do you have? I don't even... I, I think I'd have to go... Go Batman, you'd be rich, but regular dude. Yeah. Batman's they, not a they, bad one. Yeah, he doesn't have any superpowers, though. No, his superpower is being rich, yeah. Yeah. He's very smart. Yeah. I I would. I know there's a few of them. I'm trying to think of a specific character. Batman could ha- be Iron Man if he wanted to. Sure. Yep. Sure. I, I bet but you Iron he could Man, like design the suit. Iron Man doesn't have any superpowers either. You know, I never thought about that. Yep. Batman and Iron Man are really similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Biggest difference very, is Iron Man's rich. got a drinking problem. Yeah, and also Iron Man designed that un- unlimited power thing in his chest. But well, so I guess here's the here's where I'm getting stuck because I know you said Superman and Spider Man, but there's a lot of powers that they have. You know what I mean? Like so so. Sp- Superman has the super strength, the flight, you know, the freeze breath, the heat vision, the bulletproof, you know, he's got all of these things. Mm-hmm. So do you take all of those? Is it, you know, that that's where I'm stuck because when you think of a superpower, you know, if you had to pick just one power, that'd be like saying flight, you know. Mm-hmm. But I oh, think if you had yeah. flight without some kind of say super strength or some oh. sort of healing factor or yeah, something. Yeah, you fly you'd right up, into a wall, splat. Right, you'd end up <laughs> toast in a hurry. Oh, um, and how many Gs is he pulling when yeah. he's flying? So. <laughs> yeah, you ac- your skeleton leaves your body yeah. by accident. <laughs> yeah. Oops, a daisy. Spider-Man's the same thing. I mean, he's got the the web shooters. He, you know, depending, that, that may or may not be a power. He's got a spider sense. He's got his super strength mm. and agility and speed and wall climbing abilities so you know do you have to pick just one well you don't i was gonna say just for clarification the question does say whose powers and therefore weaknesses uh, would you choose so So i I think you choose the character you get you get the whole package i i think i'd still lean towards something i'm i'm actually in a toss-up between something like reed richards mr mr fantastic or wolverine I'm I'm kind of torn between the two. Yes. Reed Richards, you get that extreme smart, you know. Mm. But with Wolverine, remember, every time it hurts, every time. Yeah, that's his weakness. <laughs> his weak, he really, his he weakness really does is a, a very temporary mild discomfort. Yeah, he really doesn't <laughs> like have a weakness. <laughs> that really smarts. Yeah, when those claws come out. Yeah. I mean, I think Dad it just suits it. my cranky temperament, you know, Wolverine does. <laughs> See, now now take a look at somebody like Ant-Man. So Ant-Man, uh, it, it's pretty awesome that he can shrink down to a, a size and he can even go in the quantum realm and stuff. But <laughs> and if you think about it, if somebody just stepped on him, he's dead. Yeah. His weakness is he's, well, he's just better, a human. He, he's better than Uncle Girl. Right. Who? You know, Uncle yeah. Girl. He's Ant-Man. 
Oh, stop it. <laughs> you, Who's you that know, character? I I'll would almost hey. say I, I would almost say that teleportation would be would be pretty awesome. But again, you, you have to be places, invincible though? because if you teleport into a wall, you're dead. Yeah. You're you you're halfway to. through a wall, boom, you're dead. Well, you got well. Yeah, but characters like Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler wasn't invincible. Are you he sure? Bamfed into yeah. places, you know, in in and out of rooms. <laughs> Bamfed. That's what they call it. That's <laughs> I the, know exactly what you mean. Is yeah. that in the in the comic cell? Did it say yeah. Bamf? <laughs> yep, yep. Get ready for a lifetime of being. Well, what bad about something like her. Mystique shape shifting? Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Can, can she shape shift into objects? <laughs> I don't think she can do that. Hey, Today I didn't I'm just have gonna be two a table pencils. lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd the second pencil come from? Right. Sorry, I stepped over your joke with my joke. No, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you picked something as stupid as a pencil. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't remember that extra grain of rice. <laughs> Mystique's on my plate again. Hey, my cup <laughs> didn't have lipstick on it. What the yeah that bird has an extra feather (laughs) yeah that's that's cool i mean that was a great question there matt boy thank you for giving us a couple we actually had a lot more questions we could have definitely gone two or three hours with this but you know we can't maybe next time let's do some more well maybe uh, dear digital soup will come out sooner than you know once every year and a half who knows yeah it could happen Oh, but. and unfortunately, we're just not going to have time for those Snyder Cut questions. Oh. oh. <laughs> Re- release the Snyder Cut questions. <laughs> Hashtag release the Snyder Cut questions. <laughs> Restore the verse. Thanks for joining us, guys. If you want to continue this conversation, head on over to our Twitter. Uh, that's at Digital Soupcast. Or if you really want to get involved, it is our Discord channel, the Super Happy Fun Room. Did I, is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Uh, we're, we're, we've had a lot more activity on there recently, although I've been a little bit silent from it. I'm going to try to get in there a little bit more. And of course, if you have a second to help us out, we'd love it if you could leave us a review in Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to let everyone know that Digital Soup is back and better than ever. Until then, stay geeky, don't change, release the Snyder Cut Sepia version, and go for it. (laughs) Take care, guys. Later, Angry Dave. Just get happy. Just enjoy (laughs) the Snyder Cut. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note, don't worry. It's the Snyder Cut of Don't Worry. (laughs) Be happy. It's now four hours longer now. The landlords say the rent is late. You're always watching <laughs> Snyder Gate. <laughs> Snyder Gate. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that one. Yeah, I, I had another <laughs> eight-word <laughs> ending in there. <laughs> Be happy. <laughs> Your movie's now in four or three. That's not the way that it should be, but don't worry. <laughs> that movie terrible. <laughs> There's an edition that's in black and white. Why is Dave putting up such a fight? Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Invincible some more. You guys keep singing about Snyderverse. Your editor never showed up. <laughs> There's so many scenes they need to be cut. Don't worry. <laughs>